it was scary, but I did it anyways, because there are a lot of situations that have been really sort of scary to me, but have, have given me so much growth. If you're the kind of person who wears one mask at work, one on the drive, one for your partner, your kids, your kids' teachers, your boss, the post lady, and you look in the mirror and don't know who you see, this show is for you. Welcome to Settle Smarter Season 2, the authentic season, a safe place to take off your masks. And now, your hostess with the mostest, Dana Luke-Arimoto. Welcome back to the Settle Smarter Podcast. Today's guest is Jordan Kerwin. We're so excited about Miss Jordan, who I have the vantage point of seeing and knowing through her product manager role at the startup company we work with together in Finescape. Jordan also, in this episode dedicated toward women who juggle, who doesn't, is also pursuing her master's degree, has a side business where she's co-founder for an incredible organization called Brooklyn Donates, where there's charitable work going on for a city she loves and resides in, and some weekend warrior work. I've been told that might be a rumor, but Jordan will clear it up. Jordan, welcome to our show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here and talk about sort of, uh, yeah, all of the juggling that goes on. I don't know, sometimes successfully, sometimes maybe not, but it's happening nonetheless. (laughs) Let's start with how far back you remember being a juggler and not in a circus. Yeah, as far as I can really remember, uh, really. I mean, since high school, I was always trying to sort of take... AP classes, college courses, as well as sort of be, you know, very involved with athletics, personal things too, juggling those things at home and a lot of that going on. So I would say that, and friends and family, you know, there's not a specific point that I re- that I remember kind of taking on a lot of things at once. It's just kind of always been a thing that I, I've, I've done. So for other women and up and coming young people and professionals, what would you say to them you've learned about yourself in terms of, is there such a thing as juggling too much at one time, like spinning plates and one might drop? Is there kind of the right formula for how much you juggle at one time? Yeah, I would say there is definitely, um, there's a, there's a thing called too much at once. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, and I think that I'm experienced, I'm, I'm right in the midst of that and I'm learning that right now. I think I've learned through, especially this last year that, um, there is such a thing as too much and I never really hit that point. And so hitting that point was a little bit scary. Um, and I think, For me, what has helped me manage it is the fact that I think the thing that really puts me over the edge right now is is juggling school on top of everything else, you know, doing night classes. Um, It's really, really tough. Um, And I think for me, what's helping me manage that is just seeing that there is an end in sight. I've put a countdown, you know, I put a countdown in my phone and I know that, that it's coming. And let's switch to the opposite for a minute. When you are juggling just enough. It looks like my summers when I'm off of school. You know, when I'm still, I'm I'm still, I feel like I'm doing a lot, but it feels like I have free time. It feels like I can go for a walk and not feel guilty about it. Um, You know, that I'm not making social posts for the nonprofit or, you know, things like that, that I, I don't feel guilty 
about doing things for myself. And that would be my summers, definitely in my winter semester when that, when I'm not taking any classes. And so, you know, I look forward to that time when I do finish my master's, because I think that that's when it'll be just, just right. And I've decided at this point that, um, my next project to, to really take on is me. That is the next project that I am committing to when I finish school. It has to be me. It has to be the Spanish learning that I want to be doing in my free time. The, the art, you know, the drawing, the painting, the, the candle making, all of that stuff. It needs to be me, whatever me is at that point. <laughs> so. so now you are on the record with the Settle Smarter community <laughs> on our show talking about dedicated to me. And of course, Jordan, you know this from our work together across these different facets that well-being is one of the five key facets, especially for young women and up and coming people who are looking forward to creating or co-creating a life they really want. And the me piece is well-being. So whether it's art or candle making or learning Spanish or exercise, (laughs) watering your plants, Jordan always has really great plants. Not that you all can see it. Picture with me, really great plants. So that is all going to count. And it does help us, in fact, if we are jugglers, to be able to juggle more and more successfully so that we don't get to the point where the plate crashes down. Absolutely. And that's what's really helping me is just saying, you know, okay, I've got X amount of days left until I'm doing this, 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 this really, I'm, I'm so unbalanced at this point, just in terms of what I'm doing and the way I'm feeling. I just have X amount of time left and I have to make it through that so that I can get to a place where I can really focus on me. And then, you know, and I'm doing that still to some degree. I still do find that time sometimes to, and I'm, I'm really getting better, especially in the last month as the weather's gotten nicer and it's gotten a little bit warmer. I found myself getting a little bit better, getting up a little bit earlier, going to bed a little bit, you know, a little bit earlier as well so that I'm able to just fit my walk in before work in the mornings. And that is my ounce of self-care. It's, it's not as much as I would, I would like right now because I do want to be actively learning other things like a language and, you know, these other things that are personal endeavors, but it it is my ounce of self-care that I can get while I'm juggling all of these things. It's so amazing you bring up an ounce. Sometimes that's all it takes. And the settling smarter community knows. We start with the trickle before the wave. We do the ounce. We talk about micro habits. We set ourselves up for success. So there's a term I learned in my early 30s when I was in a big job and had my first baby and a not so great marriage. And I was on my own in a new part of the country. And it was really overwhelming. And my boss at the time was a big sailor. And she said to me, there's this boating term called plumsole. And it means that the boat will capsize once it takes on literally one more ounce of water. So it can take more, 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 more until that last drop. And then we have big trouble. So is it like that for you? Sometimes. I mean, I will say that sometimes it gets to that point. And one way that I seriously get through that is by celebrating the small things. You know, it's like, it's like, um, when it feels like one more ounce really will just like tip me over the edge. It's one of those things where, okay, if I can, if I can cross an ounce off my list that I just completed, I should feel good about it. 
<laughs> because it was something. It was something, whether it was buying toothpaste for the week, you know what I mean? It's, it's like, it was, it was something that I was able to a- accomplish that, that, you know, on the grand scheme of things, maybe people wouldn't think as much, but when you're this busy and really you have to think about like buying toothpaste for the week as being a difficult task, <laughs> you know, not toothpaste, but you know, things like that when you're running out of things and you don't have any time to even grocery shop or, or something like that. You know, cooking a a meal for myself is like, okay, go me. I made dinner tonight and I, you know, I like made a good, nice dinner and I didn't order Thai or something, you know? And so I really get through those breaking points or near breaking points, I should say, because I really haven't gotten to the full breaking point yet by celebrating my small successes. It's so, it's so, 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 so important to me. So this is where producer Paul's going to come in and play some amazing original music. And he's going to have people take a few seconds to actually jot down their own celebrate me, go me moments. And while they're doing that, Jordan, if you have two more ready to go, please share them now. Yeah. Just like some little successes. You mean that I kind of, yeah. Um, it could be things like picking up vitamins, my multivitamins or something, you know, that I think are actually really important to making me feel kind of well and making sure that I, you know, I'm taking B12 supplements because I don't eat much meat. It's making sure that when I run low on those that I have them in stock. It could be, um, you know, watering watering my my rosemary plant that seems to be suffering you know endlessly it requires so much water but it could be you know uh okay i i I didn't i wasn't behind on my watering schedule for my plants go me this is great um it could be it could be something just so tiny you know um one thing is i i recently was uh helping my mom order something online um I was ordering something for her and I was putting it off, putting it off because it just felt like I needed to do a bit of research to, to order it. Uh, and it was one of those things that finally I could, I just, I was able to do the bit of research and I was able to check that off my list. I ordered it for my mom and it felt really good. And that was a small success because it, it pushed me forward in some direction. It wasn't weighing on my mind anymore. And I could finally talk to my mom about that thing I had ordered her, you know? So it was, yeah, it's those things. It's those really small things. Clearing out sort of the mental clutter and the ways we aren't kind to ourselves include what Jordan's talking about and the go me moments. We're going to call it that from now on. The go me moments (laughs) are the perfect example of settling smarter yet Of course, nothing's perfect. So let's talk about the imperfection around celebrating yourself. Why is it hard? It can be hard for a lot of reasons. I think think one of the things that can be really hard is even though sometimes when I do cross off one of those small things, I see that massive thing sitting there waiting for me. And sometimes I use it as a way to sort of like avoid doing the big thing. And I'm like, okay, well, I got all these other things done and that's nice. And then I, and then it really does, it weighs on my mind in a different way when I have that big thing waiting for me, whether, you know, and oftentimes that big thing for me is a project for school. 
that involves a lot of coding or data analysis or something along those lines that I know is going to take a lot of my time, a lot of my mental energy and um, just may drain me to, to do. And so uh, th- those are the moments that I think it gets really hard for me. Thank you for your authenticity. This mm-hmm. is the authentic season and people are sharing their stories, successes, and failures, little Fs and failures for the Settle Smarter community. They know all about that from last season. And Jordan, you know all about that from working with me on our pet projects, and especially our Infinescape beloved brand. And we'll be plugging that in this episode as well, because we do want to really get people supported and inspired and finding different ways to connect socially, emotionally, and practically. So your example is very practical, which is, you know, you load that plate and then you spin those platters. And before you know it, you're depleted. You've taken on one too many things. And then the big thing staring you in the face is totally overwhelming, right? So all the celebrating in the world isn't going to help that. So what what do you do then? How do you rejigger, rejuggle those plates? Oftentimes it means that I really need to clear out a night. I need to, whatever that night may have planned, I need to clear it out. I need to get myself mentally prepared to, to, to dive into you. Cause usually again, it usually is a, a school project. I need to, I need to mentally prepare myself that, that, okay, this is going to be hard. Um, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm going to struggle <laughs> and I just, I, I wipe out a bit of time and it, sometimes it's tough because sometimes that means that I had a plan with a friend or I wanted to go to dinner or I wanted to do something social and I have to just get rid of it to, um, unfortunately get myself into a better place to even be social because, when I go to these social events, you know, if I go and hang out with a friend or I, or my boyfriend or someone, it, it, it weighs on me and I'm not as present if I didn't, if I didn't get something that I need to get completed done. And so ultimately make clearing out that, that time that may mean I have to cancel or something. It does help me be more present in my situations with my friends. It helps me um, get to a better mental place about finishing that project. Um, yeah, so I would say that's really that's really what I'll do, typically. So trade-offs. Absolutely. Unfortunately, yep. <laughs> so let's dive into that for a few minutes, which is the trade-offs we make that help enhance the way we show up, which is really what I heard you saying. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about telling our listeners in terms of being brave and actually using that authentic language with people? I am mentally, physically, emotionally depleted. I'm staring a deadline in the face. I would love to go for dinner or even be on the phone for an hour with you or on endless video chat. However, I don't have it in me and I won't be very present. How do you feel about just coming out and saying that? It's hard. It's really, it is a hard thing to do. Um, And sometimes I'm not the best at it for sure. But I think that ultimately when, you know, when you do say it, it is better. I mean, it's better to just say what you're going through, I think. And people are understanding, especially given that they know you and they know all the things that you're juggling at once, you know? And, and so, especially if you're somebody who wouldn't do this normally, or this isn't really part of your, 
your your personalities per se, and you and you have to cancel on you know because you're just so unbelievably overwhelmed. Usually people are understanding or even, you know, especially if it's like with my boyfriend, he's really willing to help. So, and that may be a boyfriend, it may be a friend, it may be anybody. And they're actually usually willing to say like, you know, is there any way I can help out? Is there any way, you know, is there, we can, we can schedule a time and way in the future that's much better for you. Or they're really usually quite accommodating. So while it is really hard sometimes, and I, I do struggle with it. I don't think that it's ever been that unsuccessful to just tell anybody, you know, to tell somebody the truth. Which is harder for you, asking for help or receiving help? Uh, Asking for help. Because receiving help, people like to help, and and, and that's okay. And I don't, you know, I, I, I don't mind having help. But asking for it because I do, you know, I'm, I'm very stubborn. I feel like I can do everything by myself. I'm, you know, I know that I can do many things by myself and, but would it lighten the load if, you know, I actually accepted, accepted or asked? I mean, cause also I will say accepting is hard too. Even harder is saying, Hey, Hey, can you help me with this thing? That's like, that's like, tricky territory for me. (laughs) Very tricky territory for me. Your honesty is refreshing and (laughs) I guarantee you, you are not alone. And every listener, we can't see it. They're nodding their head up and down. Yep. 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 (laughs) All right. Let's do one more round of this and I'll take you off the hot seat. Okay. (laughs) No worries. (laughs) This one is, would you rather receive help or offer to help? Offer. (laughs) <laughs> oh, oh, always offering. Yeah, I would ra- much rather offer to help. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's so much easier to 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 say, can I lighten your load as opposed to can you lighten mine? And, you know, I don't really know why that is, but maybe because I, you know, maybe I do know why. Maybe it's because it's, I feel as though I'm inconveniencing somebody if I ever ask. I never, ever, ever want to feel as though um, my situation is a burden on anybody. It's, it's what I've taken on. I've chosen this. And so I feel that, okay, you know, I shouldn't, I shouldn't ask you to, to help me necessarily. And even when you have one ounce left, because you have chosen to also get a master's degree during your juggling act in your life circus, Miss Jordan, is it almost as if, you'll always make the space to help others and not necessarily the other way. Absolutely. Yeah. It's always, um, you know, absolutely. If I see somebody that I care about struggling in any way. Um, and that's the situation even, you know, that I was referencing earlier with my mom, she needed this thing ordered. Ultimately it was a laptop. I was ordering her a laptop because I want to give her, I want to help her get a new job. Um, and that was weighing on me it was like one of those things that it it was a small task to end up to order this laptop. Um, but you know, and, and I wanted to help her. And so I wanted to put that at the forefront of the things that I had to do. And even though it wasn't even, it wasn't like a pressured situation, she didn't need it tomorrow or anything, but it, it just was like, okay, I, you know, this is at the top of my list because it's something to help somebody else. And, um, yeah, it's hard to explain why I would be doing that necessarily, but it is something that I do. Yeah, for sure. So if you are listening as a giver, a fixer, a pleaser, whether you're a young up-and-coming woman or 
any gender or non-gender for that matter, or someone older like myself who's been there and made all these mistakes and I'm doing the best I can to hold the light for the rest of you to make different decisions that don't involve your total depletion with one ounce left, where you somehow strong will yourself into finding one more ounce to give to others. Let's learn from Jordan about sort of the summer of me whatever season it is, let's try to put ourselves first one ounce at a time and watch what happens in terms of social interaction, ability to help others. We are all in a trap of wanting to help others. That's why we're in this community of subtle smarters. We want to give. We want to give back. We do care about others. We are absolutely fed by it. Let's face it. It brings us joy to help others. We've got to help ourselves first, and in particular for women, I find this to be unbelievably challenging. So what would you say before we give your favorite quote to wrap us up for today, Jordan, to all that? Yeah, I would say sort of, you know, make sure that you do prioritize yourself. It's it's hard. It's really, really hard in whatever ways you can find to do that try your best to do it. Um, and I think, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's really, that's really the sum of it is, is, you know, it's not selfish to think about you. It's not selfish because ultimately you're going to operate a lot better. Um, if you can focus on you, you're going to be happier. You're going to be something that I have been troubled with lately while I've been juggling all of this stuff has been my presence in conversation my, I'm sometimes I am, I'm, you know, I'm spinning the wheels in my brain and I'm thinking about something else about that's, that's not the, not relevant to the current situation that I may be in. And then I find myself not listening the way that I should be not interacting the way that I normally would. And that is damaging. And I, you know, I'm lucky that I'm aware of it now and I'm aware of it early because I think that, if this had gone, if this, this being this, this, how I've been acting or sort of thinking. And, um, if this were to go on longer, it could damage my relationships. If I was not present for conversations or, you know, with, or, you know, relationships with other people. So I think that that's really, really important. And I think oftentimes when we're juggling all of these things, we are not present for many, many reasons. We may be tired, we may be distracted um, and and caught up in this deadline that we that we have to meet, or um, you know whatever it is that's distracting you uh, and and making you not present. It will damage your relationships. So i I would just I would just say put you put you first. <laughs> and then, putting you first, just remember, Jordan. You also are more present than many people. You're aware that you're not present, which also makes you somewhat present. AKA self-aware. And so you are always the toughest critic of you. So smart settlers who are trying to become smarter. If you're still your toughest critic, you're still smart. You're not quite smarter yet. My challenge to you is if you're your own worst critic, get smarter. So with that, we can do hard things. We are G damn cheetahs, according to Glennon Doyle and untamed. For those of you following her work, I'm a huge fan. She really gets it. And she is speaking mostly to women, but let's face it. That's a pretty universal principle. We can do hard things. What's your quote, Jordan, that you like? I like the quote. It was scary, but I did it anyways. 
And it's something we came up with when we were having a discussion in a, uh, an Infiniscape meeting. And we were talking about the ways that we feel uh, we should empower other women. And I think that my thing is, is just that. It was scary, but I did it anyways, because there are a lot of situations, you know, not really relevant to what I spoke about previously, but situations that I've entered that have been really sort of scary to me, but have, have given me so much growth. Um, and that could be, you know, for me specifically, it's been traveling alone, um, you know, going to other countries and backpacking by myself, or it could be when I quit my last job and didn't know if I was going to have a job, uh, <laughs> you know, I quit it. I quit a job during a pandemic. It was absolutely terrifying, but I, you know, I did it. And so, and I think that that's, that is now one of my favorite quotes because I think that we do these things and other women will comment and say, you know, I can't believe you did that. That was so scary. Uh, specifically, you know, in relation to like, traveling, I hear it a lot. And I think, man, I, you know, I think we don't talk enough about how scary things are, but we, we do them anyways. Like it's it, like, I, you know, I think sometimes I talk about my travels and I don't talk enough about how freaking scary they were at first arriving in Bangkok at three in the morning in the dark was scary. <laughs> and I need to talk more about those things. And I think that after we had that conversation at Infiniscape, it really started make, it was a lot of, I had a lot of self-reflection and, you know, thought, okay, I need to change the way I communicate about some things and, and speak about it, those things in a way that empowers other people to feel like they can do it too because I was scared out of my mind, but you know, and, and that's, that applies to so many different things. Uh, you know, not, not taking an, a job offer that you were given, not taking a college offer that you were given and that you dreamed of. That was something else I did and it was scary. And so I just think that, um, that's the reason that that's really my favorite quote is, um, because I think that it helps others feel confident in, in their decisions. I, I hope. I, I hope <laughs> risk taking is different for everyone. Jordan, your level of risk taking for some people is going to sound absolutely bone chilling, terrifying for others. They'll be in alignment with you and they'll say it's scary. And yeah, you go girl. And for others, it'll seem like, Oh, well, you know, I do that every weekend or something, right. They're doing some crazy adrenaline seeking behavior. So wherever you are, smarter settlers on the spectrum of risk taking, regardless of taking those calculated risks and trade-offs to get there, those ounces of energy that flow back into yourself and celebrating you have to happen. Jordan, you get the final word. What do we say to the community here about filling your own cup? Ooh, ooh, that's a tricky one. <laughs> I guess I, I mean, yeah, I would just say, I would just say, um, you know, I hope that, I hope that everybody can do the best that they can filling their own cup and filling their own cup looks differently. It looks different for everybody. And if that means you checked off buying vitamins from the, uh, <laughs> from the store, or that means you traveled alone, then, and that fills up your cup for the day, for the week, for the hour, whatever it may be, then I think that, um, that's okay. And we should be okay with that. And that's the final word. You have filled our cup. We're so grateful. 
Settle Smarter was produced by New Dog Media in association with Phoenix Fifth, who are solely responsible for the content. If you love the show, please subscribe, tell your friends, and give it five stars wherever you listen. We are available wherever you hear your podcasts. Check out the show notes for info on today's guest, as well as all things Dana Look Arimoto, her latest book, speaking engagements, and how to contact her, or give us comments about the show. The show is edited and recorded by Paul Godwin, who also composed our theme music. Today's episode also included additional music by John T. LaBarbera. We heard Ellipsis, and you can find out more about him at johntlabarbera.com. For Dana Look Arimoto and the entire Subtle Smarter team, this is Paul Godwin saying, see you next time. <laughs>